Welcome to the Stories Are Soul Food podcast, presented by Cannonball Books, the kids' fiction imprint of Cannon Press. Met a ghost of a king on the road when I first fell. Fire burning to my knees, to my knees I fell. Met a ghost of a king on the road. Welcome to SAS episode. Unti unti. Unde kentum. That's uh, uh, one minus a hundred. Yep. Or a hundred minus one, I should say. We prefer math. Is this episode negative 99 or positive 99? Have we been digging 99? Are we digging a hole with yeah, this podcast? It, it graves. I think we're digging Are we graves. layering or are we going down? <laughs> Every time we head out of the room, another we're, body goes. We're finally, <laughs> I think we're tunneling. I think we're 99 episodes into the hole. As long as it's not that absolutely creepy tunnel in Silent Bells that's full of bodies. <laughs> as long as we avoid that tunnel. <laughs> So I, thought Did, was, I thought that was a good tunnel. It was a good tunnel. Didn't your editor want that out? Or just um, suggest it was kind of dark? <laughs> uh, Empire, you're talking about Empire Bones? Yeah. That went, yeah, oh yeah. No, people, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, them climbing through a tunnel of living bodies for now. Yeah, kind of like breathing in sync. Yeah. Whole, yeah. Well, speaking, yeah. speaking of your work. Creepy darkness. Um, I did a little fun experimentation. Okay. And I... You might have heard of the chat GPT robot. I so, have, yeah. Yeah, I was asking if chat GPT was familiar with NDW. Okay. And yes, the robot knows you. Um, that's, that's a relief. <laughs> the robot tried to tell me that it couldn't read a book. I said, have you read any Andy Wilson? And it said, no, I can't read a book, but I'm familiar with all his works. And then began to list them. But at the end, uh, along with your accomplishments, best-selling author, et cetera, et cetera. Yada, yada. Things that no one needs to repeat. Right yeah, now. hurrah. <laughs> um, so relieved it, that the, the bot knew this. <laughs> but at the end, the robot said he's written Hunter Cupboards, Hashdown Burials, and The Last Mortician. And I said, can you tell me more about The Last Mortician? And it said, I apologize. That was a mistake. And that <laughs> kicked me off on an interesting path trying to find out what this story the last mortician that you wrote in robot land <laughs> might be. And I thought this would be a fun segue for discussing, for discussing AI. And, yeah. I mean, uh, and maybe uh, I'm working on a story called the last mortician and only the bot knows. <laughs> maybe there's a novel that must, must be written. That, yeah. I want, what would that have been? I know. I, I, I even Googled it right after. Cause I was like, wait, I've never, surely the, I know what native. Yeah. Been. The last mortician. It might be the novel that is yet to be written. Well, I wonder if it's looking at your entire career and just seeing a big absence. That there's obviously the last mortician. But I like that it apologized immediately afterward, being like, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so I started asking, like, what, why, who's the That's last really mortician? Who, who is the last mortician? That is very funny. So the, the bigger question is, what do you think about um, uh, AI? But I, I thought I would also... I, I I dug away on a while for this and asked the robot to write it in your style. Oh, nice. <laughs> so this will be fun. So there's a couple things that I wanted to flag at first. Um, so here it is. Chose Henry as the main character's name. Okay, good. Right. Good. Henry had a special gift, one that set him apart from the rest of humanity. The ability to sense when the veil between life and death was about to be lifted. As he grew older, he knew he could no longer turn a blind eye to his destiny. He was the last mortician, the final keeper of the keys to the kingdom of the dead. <laughs> the, that's funny. Anyways, I, I like the final keeper of the keys. That's the only part that sounds like me. I agree. It, the, yeah. I heard the, heard the alliteration yeah. coming and thought, 
Yeah. That sounds like it. That's it. The, but the first part <laughs> is all like generic. Worse than a sixth grader writing. So yeah. keep after it, bot. You'll get there. Yeah. Oh, uh, the like the show don't tell, like this the the straight exposition. Yeah. Um, and then so, so I at first it did a description it, it offered me a bunch of options like I said why would it be the last mortician and it provided my favorite of course is the one in which death has slowly been eliminated but through process of scientific pro process except for a few and and Henry's the last one who can sort of mess still with, die still tell when people can are about to die and he's got a little a little bit of minority report there <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways i also was thinking man this is just a description right yeah so i said put it in a scene yeah and so chat gpt started with i'll just say the robot henry sat at his desk surrounded by the tools of his trade scalpels and forceps bone saws and embalming fluid the room was quiet the only sound the faint hum of the fluorescent lights overhead <laughs> it's not terrible yeah not amazing yeah um, and then, uh, of course, as, as every good pitch needs, it needed an enemy. And this is where I think chat GPT really struggles because they've put up such huge, um, guards against any sort of negativity coming out of it. Right. That, that, um, I was desperately trying to, I was trying to say who would be the enemy of someone called the last mortician. And yeah. it, it really struggled. There it, are no enemies. Yeah. <laughs> but then it said, unfortunately, not everyone was happy about Henry's calling. There were those who saw him as a threat. <laughs> uh, so I said, you got to be more specific. You got to be more specific. <laughs> and it said, Henry's gift had attracted the attention of many, but it was the dark, malevolent figure of Dr. Marcus Cole that posed the greatest yeah, threat. Yeah, it got bitter his... at you. It got upset at you. <laughs> I think it did. It was like, stop annoying me. I'm naming the villain after you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That's funny. So I was having fun with that. Um, How much time did this take you? You know, you it, surprisingly quick once you get going. It's not okay. that many iterations. You can reiterate any okay. particular answer. Um, and of course, this is where I started. At first, I was way too impressed because it okay. just was generating a bunch of stuff. And then whole I, novel ideas, more the mortician. Mm -hmm. I should start having chat ghostwrite my first drafts. Well, see, that's what was the only spark of creativity that came from the from the bot itself was a. A fictionalized novel by N.D. Wilson, which is you know potentially very lucrative. Yeah, if I can have a robot write stuff for me and I can just eat and watch basketball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I had to keep prompting it. I tried to get it to come up with a different name for Henry. They're all terrible, you know. Henri. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it really branched out. <laughs> yeah. the, the thing that's funny about AI, and we we can all get very spooked by stuff like this um it's we're, we're kind of like medievals watching a puppet show and when i hear people talking about ai it is uh what about what about ai is it real like what what will it do all those kinds of things you have to realize that it's just a complex string to the puppet it's still a puppet mm. like a person built it they yeah. a person a puppeteer programmed it they gave it you know the whole algorithm and agility and added more joints this puppet now has more joints than previous puppets mm -hmm. but it's still a it's still a creature of ours that we then power and like send off to yeah. you know interact and iterate but it, it cannot you know it can't interact or iterate in any way that we have not programmed it to 
it cannot bend its elbow in a way that we didn't create a, a joint right uh, and so we're like we're like young kids getting like wildly tripped out by watching a puppet dance because we can't see the guy uh with the strings yeah and so i guess i heard you know we were discussing it around the office because as a publisher it, it, yeah you 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 can say hey take the princess and the goblin break it down into seven parts what are the seven parts of this story? Yeah. you know you can do very like the grunt work of yeah creative structure sure that is cold from sort of the mass of the internet which once yeah. you say that you're like oh maybe that's not as impressive as it sounds but um, yeah but it's the the thing is that it's it's like a Roomba vacuum. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's like, that's cool. It's like a Roomba lawnmower, you know, yeah. like, look at that. It knows the shape of the lawn. Yeah. Like it's, it's followed a, a program and it's cutting the grass. You know, it's like, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's cool. It's the next iteration of uh, the destruction of the economic framework of our society, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it's still us yeah like there's a there's a, a guy who just mowed your grass mm -hmm. like he did it he just did it from farther away so if, if you think about honey i shrunk the kids and you know and that uh inventor's family where they had a remote control lawnmower you know where there's a, yeah. a guy that's like man uh wow a remote control lawnmower it's like he well, sits on the porch and, yeah and he's yeah. doing it with a remote control well now we're just further back from that it's like what if he could he do it from across the street could he do it with his eyes closed? Could he do it where he's programmed the thing with GPS so that it's connected to the satellite so that it yeah. knows it just has to drive randomly enough around the backyard until it knows the full shape. And then now it can just do it in the most efficient way possible. Yeah. It's like, well, not necessarily in the most efficient way possible in the most efficient way it's been programmed to like, we have to remember that there's a person. And that these things are all wind-up toys that teams of people yeah. have have made. So you're you're on the side that there's no such thing as in artificial intelligence. No, there is no such thing. Yeah, um, there is such a thing as, um, you know, basically there's there's such a thing as a wind-up toy. There's such a thing as a very complex wind-up toy. Mm. You know, there's there's such a thing as as something that can imitate. The abilities of its master you know and and it's bigger than any one particular master i think is what is what blows our hair back because yeah. so many people have put so much into yep. it that it makes yeah. you feel yeah like stuff is coming out of nowhere yeah because it's there are so many puppeteers yeah like there's so okay. many puppeteers to it now i will say this i don't think we understand uh just just to go full frank peretti i don't think we understand even kind of uh what demons are capable of <laughs> okay i want more um, of this <laughs> so like we don't i mean like yeah we don't know you um, think i shouldn't be telling this robot any secrets yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> no what i'm saying is if we if you built uh if you built a robot a la any one of the dystopian apocalyptic movies that have been made with you know terminators that that kind of thing then you said here's a, a creature you know with decision making apparatus you know created by man a decision-making apparatus now we we kind of trip ourselves out and we're like what can we can we in that decision-making apparatus train it to refine its own apparatus like sure mm -hmm. like we we can do that but that's still that's still us that's still you know our our hands are on it um we we do not know we have no reason to think that uh spiritual influence cannot inhabit something like that 
<laughs> That's like there's scary. no there's no yeah. re like okay. what kind of what kind of I'm, I'm just seriously what kind of demonology do have we developed yeah like what do we know about the supernatural the answer is almost nothing mm-hmm. like we know almost nothing about this um because we haven't paid any mind to it and we've been ignoring it forever yeah, we say it's not real yeah we, we just pretend like it's not there and and so when we open something up like this and we take our we take our hands off of it and we stop steering it there's no reason for us to think that no one else is hmm. that nobody but us no one but us will ever steer this um it, even well, though we're you, trying to you create mean as like, much you're talking like is this Ouija board on a big level? Is that what you mean? Like if we're all together, there's a potential kind of, but kind of, but not really more like we want to, we want to remove ourselves and we're doing it by via a crowd or we're saying, Hey, here's AI. And it's not, uh, an engineer in Mumbai, you know, typing a response. It's this machine, uh, having been programmed to process language and questions and, and have been taught how to learn, how to seek out answers. Yeah. And and is doing that, but it's still a programmed puppet, a programmed machine doing that. And our in order to make it seem magical, we take our hands off and we walk away and we try to create as much distance between the creators and the machine as possible. So that the machine appears to be independent. Mm. You know, it's still plugged into the wall. You know, it's still yeah. it's still hooked up to a, a nuclear power plant, solar panels or a dam. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a coal plant somewhere running that little you know, algorithm via electricity yeah. through all the copper wires we've strung everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like we we have all the strings. All the strings are still there. Yeah, gotcha. it's like the puppet strings are still there, but we're trying to show off by getting as far from the puppet as we can yeah. and, and letting go as much as possible. But in, as we do that, we still have this assumption that it can only steer itself and will only steer itself in the way that we programmed it to, as opposed to anything else could ever steer this. Hmm. okay and and so that's where um when they first when microsoft first rolled out a bot on twitter i I forget the name of it when they were like hey we have an ai like we've we've done it here's this ai AI bot everybody can talk to that thing went hard racist like immediately oh yeah because it scrubbed all of twitter right and and, scrubbed all and it had well that was what they said that's what they said okay but it didn't because the actual like hard racism on Twitter is in an extreme minority. Yeah. You know, it's like there, there are corners of that, but it, it became this very jaded cynical race warrior, <laughs> like <laughs> um, immediately. And it was just foul and vile and mm-hmm. like, yay, Hitler. Like it, it went full Kanye mm-hmm. almost immediately. Um, mm-hmm. And they had to take it down. You know, it's like, it's now is that I, I filed that under like somebody punking them. Yeah. Um, like that's just, you know, some imp in Seattle punking Microsoft, yeah. but it's, uh, or, or somewhere. But if we are making like true, what we would call true AI, all we're doing is making something wildly vulnerable that has the functionality of a human mind without a soul. And yeah. if we can get to the functionality of a human mind, but is soulless, we all understand what a horrible, horrible thing it is to be soulless. What are things that are I mean, soul? I think Frankenstein yeah. is literally yeah. that. What do things that are soulless do? Well, like people who behave soullessly, they're the serial killers. They're the yeah. the the brutal, you know, brutal killers and dictators and uh, and all that kind of thing. So why why are we trying to make things that are soulless? Mm-hmm. The one thing worse than that would be trying to make things that had souls. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> 
That, that's the only thing that could possibly be worse for us to, for us to do. So I understand creating a servant. Yeah. Like I understand us creating mechanical servants. Um, and I understand that when they're mowing grass and I understand that when they're like, uh, curating information you're unleashing them on a massive trove of information well i should jump in on chat gpt i believe i heard it it they shut down it kept recommending fossil fuels it was saying those are the best way to do energy because you'd start to ask about because they are yeah yeah and so they had to put a kibosh on it stop thinking that stop thinking that yeah and so that also as soon as i realized hey we're already thought controlling our own search yeah. engine robot oh well, obviously we are because it, yeah. it is it is a puppet there is no there's no situation in which there isn't an algorithm. There's already a ton of that in there. Yeah. And it was programmed for efficiency, which is why it found fossil fuels. Yeah. And then we're like, no, 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 no. We need to pro reprogram you for virtues that we right. that we like. And so we told it a different answer. Yeah. Um, and it does, it's not sitting there struggling, wishing it could say the truth. It's following, it's following its script. Yeah. You know, it's like a telemarketer with a script. Um, and so while it's complex and it's cool. You know, and it, and it has its uses. Um, to say like, aren't we cheating when we do that? It's like, no, that's the same thing we're doing to every single thing about it. It's like we're we're pre-programming its guardrails and guidelines yeah. and and its operating system and so on. But for us to assume that it won't be vulnerable uh, to other influences is just moronic. We don't like we don't pay any mind to this. We just don't. You mean both spiritual and just foreign? I would say I would say spiritual, specifically the supernatural. We don't like the world is not a materialistic place. Yeah. The world is not just matter. And we're making something that we think uh is just matter. Where this could go off the rails of creativity is when we don't account for the other half of reality. Like <laughs> like it's well, yeah, you know, they've got all the virus, but not the anti-demon. Yeah, it's like we do. Like, so we're we're working like this is an entirely mechanical world, and so we only need to protect this mechanically and program it mechanically, and mm -hmm. it's all mechanics. It's like no, it's not a mechanical world, and so this thing could go very, very badly, uh, very, very quickly. Hypothetically, how do, how would one? Program? Well, that's what my, my <laughs> I don't. You can't. Yeah. Like. You, the other thing is just stop showing off and walking far, far away. It needs the hand of man. It would need yeah. to be a tool in the hand of man. You put the that, Bible as its primary. With that space. <laughs> that space. Code. Well, no, it's more, it's more like people need to have their hands on it. Gotcha. All the time steering it and not trying to show off by walking two miles away and saying, see, it still knows how to do it by itself. Thinking that nothing else will swoop in and control it. Mm. The chat bot, it's like, does, doesn't much matter but when we're moving and when we're putting those chatbot brains inside of mechanical bodies yeah like when we're doing that it's gonna go haywire super fast yeah well following up um those little nypd robot dogs and yeah i mean the ccp you know, already has those roaming streets yeah i, I don't think they put guns on them that i saw but yeah. i'm sure they have them I think I yep. saw them with cameras, but you know, they're going through streets and they could easily be programmed. To and, the, and the big question of like how this works in self-driving cars is going to be when it's decided uh, a, an issue of legal liability. So when a Tesla makes the wrong decision and kills a kid instead of three deer, when you, when you've programmed it, it hasn't hit anybody. The self-driving has no. They've they've killed people. Okay. So the self-driving Teslas have killed multiple people already. Okay. Um, 
But when you get to a place where that, that brain, that AI is making a life or death decision and it's valuing, like it's valuing life and it's valuing destruction, it's valuing risk, to assume it's going to do it correctly is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Everything has bugs, everything has entropy. But the virtues that are programmed in, like those virtues from the engineers are everything in that moment. So if it glitches, that's one thing. If it's got a bug, that's another thing. But if it just decides that family must die <laughs> instead of, you know, this, if it starts driving out of self-preservation for the Tesla driver and is willing to sacrifice yeah. the minivan full of kids because it'll be less of an impact for the Tesla driver, you know, it's like, and this is easy to imagine where it's like, oh, there's a semi coming in my lane and I'm dead if I stay here. Mm -hmm. Or if I clip the back of this minivan and send them off the bridge, I'll survive. Yeah. You're like, okay, so now in that flash, you have a bunch of engineers who've programmed a decision-making matrix into this vehicle that is now going to decide who dies. Yeah. And the only friction to control that is legal liability. So when those choices are made, then people die or survive. Like, Mm -hmm. people are killed over deer surviving or what have you it doesn't even matter when those lawsuits come in if the courts find the engineers uh and tesla to not be liable for the decisions of the vehicle that will be the moment everything goes haywire then we're in trouble then we're screwed yeah if okay, the courts you're saying there's at that point, no one's responsible. Yeah. And they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And, but, but if they find Tesla liable, then there's actual restrictions. Like there's like really, really heavy pressures of quality control. And, and even self driving could become uh, economically impossible for any number of companies because if every single death, is a, a massive liability product because yeah. it is a result of your product yeah i mean and human error combined with yep. it but yeah entropy in the in yeah. the algorithm entropy in the code yeah human error in the programming but also human success in the programming where there's a philosophical error mm. you know it's like because also putting what, self-preservation top yeah maybe. what but yeah. what is it when you say actually we're going to how is this economically work when you tell tesla drivers hey just so you know we're big on self-sacrifice so when rather than crash into another car you will always die you will die. like we will we will always sacrifice the tesla driver over other drivers you know it's like that's not good for business either <laughs> you know, it's like the other one you put it that way yeah it's like so like and it's not even self-sacrifice if people aren't doing it voluntarily if if somebody is um willing to get drilled by the semi to not hit the minivan and they're like, they could jerk the wheel and they have that moment of like, uh, like they see a family and they just die. They just take it and die in that moment of decision. You have something wildly virtuous and honorable yeah, that, that God loves. But if your car did it to you, that's, that's just dumb. There's no virtue in it at all. It's like, you take away it's every just tragedy. Yeah, it's just tragedy. It's like the Tesla decided you were less valuable than them. It may or may not have been right. Sometimes one person is worth more than twenty. Yeah, you know, it's like sometimes a whole school bus is. You know, honestly, they weren't gonna. They weren't gonna accomplish anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it's like, but the, that kind of pragmatic, weird, soulless algorithm is terrible. It's gross. Yeah. It's horrendous. Um, and not to make it too cultural, but it seems like we're already making that kind of decision all along. We do, yeah. it, we do it over and over with, you know, obviously abortion's the big one and the, yeah. the whole COVID stuff. But know, do you, do you trust this culture? Yeah. Right to decide. now to understand virtue and nobility and program it and pre-program it situationally Situ we're really good at situational ethics mm. like if, if if anybody's ever said anything about america it's that america is amazing at situational ethics you know, it's like, <laughs> that, right he, he said no joke. one said no joking. one yeah <laughs> said no one ever right but in this situation it's not just trusting them to program the virtues but you can't for an engineer to program the death of a tesla driver there is instead of the minivan full of kids there's no virtue in the engineer doing that to that tesla guy it's like that's disgusting mm. like that's a gross job that he's now uh, taking upon himself he's the reaper deciding okay. like who dies and, and how to value life the last mortician maybe. yeah maybe the last mortician is the tesla engineer but it's <laughs> so you're the you're the one deciding like how is life weighed Mm -hmm. and what where is the value of life um but you've taken away the nobility of sacrifice from the driver mm. you've taken away their ability to lay their life down because you've pre-programmed it in the vehicle and the vehicle decides to throw you overboard um you know it's just the whole thing is a nightmare so if the self-driving cars get hammered in the courts with liability then you can expect um you can expect a little more sanity but this ai stuff is all one piece it's all one piece with self-driving. It's all one piece with, you know, the ability the robot for dogs. Yep. Yeah. With the NYPD robot dog. It's it's we're trying to offload the responsibility for brutally hard decisions. Hmm. Like onto something else. The work, we want to offload the work, we want to offload the responsibility. You know. I mean, yeah. The, the place where another place where it seems like it's tricking people is with education and answering tough questions. Yeah. Um, because honestly, chat GPT's answers to academic questions. You know, when I ask a basic literary question like, hey, why did Joe March not marry her friend Lori at the end of Little Women? Right. Just like a basic literary question. But a lot of people are sad about the answer that it gives is a generic question, but it is better than many freshman papers that i've read you sure. know i mean it it scrapes yeah. it scrapes um enough answers and you can also refine you can say stuff like add scholarly support <laughs> and it'll throw in a scholar and integrate it in there yeah i mean it seems in one sense an, another stroke another death knell for education because because sure. we have it in our minds that educating is being knowing the right answer Oh, I wasn't yeah. educated. I don't know the right answer to the little women question. As opposed to gaining wisdom. Yeah. So how if, do I think through? If you start asking um, a chat bot, is this a, is this a good book? Can you make aesthetic judgments successfully? Yeah. Yeah. Can you make virtue judgments? Can you, like, are yeah. you, are you able to do that? Was George Washington a good man? Mm. Um, you know, it's like, that's, yeah. can you make value judgments, virtue judgments? Are you wise? Um, are you able to sift through the information and reach right. conclusions? I was doing you know? that with Princess and the Goblin. I was I was saying, hey, what makes this a great story? Because it said yeah. this is a great story, and then it kind of had to redundancy on itself and say, well, many people say this is a yeah, great exactly. story. Four out of five stars. Yeah. Yeah. I have. <coughs> Excuse me. 
I have come the internet and found that it's four out of five stars. And then immediately when I, at one moment I thought, well, this is really cool. And then I realized I'm functionally Googling is Princess and the Goblin a good book? Yeah. And then taking that Google result as if it's more special than if I Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> and and the truth is you can dig it in, you can get, ask more questions and it does do a great job. Like, like many uh, analytical products, it does a great job of giving all the options. Like here four different reasons people say Princeton and the Goblin is a great book. Um, and it, it kind of parses and sorts and, and dissects yeah. nicely. Yeah. That seems to be the strength of much, much code. It has all the options. Yep. But I think that's kind of what you're saying is that there's no way to get all the options. No, and it's also a situation where there's no accountability. And that's, that's the bigger issue long term. Mm. Yeah. Um, I will never be able to trust a self-driving car until my phone is functioning without any flaws or faults for like a couple of years at a time. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're right. I don't, I don't, if I have to turn off and restart my phone. Right. My phone is, is guessing what I'm about to type wildly incorrectly. It's auto correcting wildly incorrectly. <laughs> you know, it's killing creativity to try to make me paint within the lines. It's like, no, I'm going to misuse this word on purpose. Cause it's funny. <laughs> like I'm doing, let me stop it. You know, it's like, where I have to fight, I have to constantly fight the nannies around me. And so it started with spell check and it has continued on where we lose the muscles. Like we, we actually lose the grammar check and everything else. We, we yeah. lose our creative muscles and our ability to actually be in authority over language and over our own communication. And the, the problem is that when I make a decision, when I do a thing, I'm on the hook for whether it was right or wrong. Mm. And that accountability is huge. So yeah, like that's, that's everything where this is what I mean by the legal liability around self-driving cars. There, there actually has to be accountability. And so when we, when we unleash AI, like I let this bot do this thing. Um, and then I like, who's responsible, like who's responsible for if they did it correctly, if they did it wrong, like where's the, who pays the piper? I've always wanted Google, like Google Maps, to like owe me money if it estimates my time of arrival incorrectly. <laughs> I feel I feel like when I say how long will it take me to get there, I feel like there should be something there where I'm like, how much you want to put on it? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like how much how much you want to bet? You know, you owe me twenty bucks if I'm later than this. <laughs> it's like this is if I'm driving the speed limit and you're wrong. You know, it's like, but they what they do is they just perpetually adjust. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, like they don't say, sorry, we were off by 20 minutes the wrong direction. And so we screwed up your day. It's like, no, we've just adjusted it into, yeah, into we are eventually right. Uh, and so keeping a, keeping a record of wrongs and these things is really important. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not worried about the creativity aspect and losing your job as a writer. No, I mean, I'm not sure why I would be, yeah. but I'm not sure why I would be worried. It's just, there's other writers in the world already. Yeah. I'm not scared of them and they're way more talented than the, the chat bot. Yeah. Um, if there, there's no question that publishers will use this, that it will get to a place and yeah. it will, there will be a ton of crap. That's going to Amazon Kindles are toast in my opinion. Yeah. The free Kindles, the free Kindles yeah. are destroyed at this point because it'll write fan fiction. Like mad. It'll like write mad. porn. It'll write your 50 shade stuff. Can easily it. yeah there's, there's for, no formulaic challenge. stuff it just yep it's gone um because i got your best line after one iteration of asking it hey please do this but with metaphors right and and yeah. and and uh 
most of it's generic and not good. And in fact, it, it couldn't do a whole story. But by coaching it and just getting this close, you can see we're that close. We're very yeah, close. Yeah, another year or two. Another it's... year to getting a complete story. But the, the thing is that if you have, you know, thousands of authors who can write stories, all this is is the team of engineers who can write stories. Yeah. And the, the best thing that could happen here is that it will just obliterate all the mediocrity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and people will have to get very good. Yeah, it and those, and those the standard. Yeah, and those algorithms yeah. will chase behind them, learning, learning from people who are really good. Yeah, and so it'll continue to adapt, and yeah. the people will continue to lead the way, uh, creatively. But I do think we're morons uh, with this kind of thing, and we just we're so dumb. <laughs> um, and it's it's weird, you know. It's like we mess with embryonic stem cells, and everybody gets tumors. We mess with like cadaver um hgh and people get um tumors and we're not even talking about all the people we we just mess with stuff dying of cardiac arrest right now (laughs) yeah yeah jeepers Mm. um i actually i was in a doctor's appointment um last week and uh with my with my son and the doctor kind of out of concern asked uh if he was vaccinated and like no and his response was good for you good for uh, you that's what they're saying now no, he said good for you this was a this was a guy out of town that we were we were seeing and he commented and he was like you know we have more deaths in the last 12 months in in division one athletes uh, from cardiac arrest more instances of cardiac arrest i should say because i think some of them plenty were revived yeah um than we had in the previous 25 years and we just run we're just eating that cost yeah. You remember the misery those guys got dragged through. Yeah. Anyone who said, I'm not doing yep. it. Yep. I'm not going to do the, this. The only people strong enough, you know how many people got cut for not doing that. It's, yep. it's only like a couple superstars were able to stick it out and they almost yep. didn't make it. And they, yeah, they were getting dragged. <laughs> yeah. They almost didn't get dragged through the mud. And yeah. obviously, not every instance is vaccine related or whatever. And this isn't, right. a, this isn't a vax podcast because right. we know so very much about it. Yeah. <laughs> no. But um, other than I know my own stubbornness. Yeah. Um this is an AI podcast. We know a yeah. lot about coding. But the <laughs> but the uh the situation there is like we just run into things. We like it's new and we barge. Yeah, it's we new sprint. and we barge yeah. and it's like no, it's going to it's going to go bad. The instant we put it, the instant we try to give it mobility and we we take it off of like a novelty search engine and we we try to put it into something that is a freestanding three-dimensional space-time object that's going to influence our lives. You know, like then, then every conscientious citizen should just put an armor-pierced round right through the middle of it. Yeah, you know, like armor-piercing, I should say. It's like just put it down. I mean, yeah. This I mean, is, you, you watch those videos of guys taking down drones in their backyard. Those yeah, are some of my favorites. <laughs> no, those are my people. <laughs> those, are, those, those are my people. Most of them, but it's. Yeah, it's so stupid. It is so incredibly stupid to do that. And and to actually take this kind of decision-making matrix and say, hey, we can take our hands off of it and stand two miles away and it will mow the grass, but this time the grass is society. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to go like yeah. run. It's going to be the lifeguard. It's going to be the lifeguard of, of society. That's just going, it's the, it's it's going to go very 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 badly we could really use some better theology of technology like what is it doing why are we do it what's okay 
you know, th- that's part of the reason I, li- I was listening to the start of your dad's productivity about how he talks about, hey, we can't even talk about being productive until we know the theology behind it. Yeah. Why, what, for whom, and, and yeah, and, why are we doing what we're doing? And those all questions were at the level of can we do it? You know, can you give a bot that writes a high school senior's literary thesis in two minutes? Not hard. And it's not hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super easy. Yeah. Um, that's not difficult. And then it's like, okay, so what are we going to gain? Yeah. Like, what, what are the good things that are going to come from this? Um, the answer is nothing. <laughs> Nothing good. One podcast. Yeah, we got a podcast <laughs> out of it. Thank you, AI. Um, that's about it. But every time you see AI art, you know, you see any number of things, just know it's not like AI. It's dudes. <laughs> it's dudes. And, and you're not being sexist there because the engineers are mostly dudes. overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even being sexist. <laughs> I'm just a journalist. It's it's a group of guys. It's a large team of men who programmed this art. And then it happened. It's like they set up one of those long, you know, domino effect things. Yeah. And just put it into motion. Yeah. So like, well done, you guys, with your big yeah. you know. What did those have to have a name? What are those called? Like those long domino just- things. Chain, I just think those okay go. It's like an okay go video is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've Rube, they've done Rube something Goldberg like that. Machine. It's a yeah, Rube, exactly. It's a Rube Goldberg. Rube, yeah. yeah, it's Rube. Good old Rube. Or is it Ruby? I can never. It's Rube. <laughs> okay, Rube. Yeah. Um, but that's that's it. They've just set it this all up, and then they've kind of unleashed it. Yeah. And that's like okay, it's a novelty. It's fine. It's going to create all sorts of plagiarism issues in public schools everywhere. Totally. Um. Also, I mean, it's but also just don't going, put it in the robot dog. Just don't. Yeah. I mean, it's going to start feeding itself because every startup business will now have a mission statement and North Star customer agreements, yep. everything written by chat GPT because yep. it's fast and it's cheaper yep. than a lawyer as in free. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, and it's going to start reading off itself. So as people have said, how long does it take till it's mostly just reading itself? Until it spirals. Just recursively smaller and smaller and less and less interesting. Yeah. Well, nobody reads that stuff anyway. Yeah, it's true. It's just, it is Google crawling its bots. Google's bots are crawling the bot written stuff by other people. Yeah. So I, I do think we'll, we will live to see the idiotic day when it is embedded in, you know, in robots in drones and things that are going to try to make decisions and be empowered over decisions in our lives. Um, and hopefully that's when everyone will rise up and be part of the resistance. And we will say no, uh, like a hard, a hard can no. provide chicken nuggets, but that is it. As long as they don't have legs. Yeah. <laughs> like, just yeah, especially spidery ones i don't know they just feel like i don't care i just mobility like the the mobility and authority any kind of mobility and authority without accountability is is like the worst thing ever yeah put a bullet in its little silicone brain <laughs> as quickly as possible and use the copper wire for something else yeah exactly <laughs> harvest it take it to the, the scrapyard uh and with that we will all be living in a dystopia in a minute. And the reason we know this is because we already are. Yeah. We're in one. We're here. It's now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's now. I started watching uh, the show John Adams with my, my kids. And, you know, you start in 1770 and all this friction and stress in Boston. 
and the, the sons of liberty and the cautious reasonable people and the tories mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and you sit there and you're like man like six years from now like you look at this glimpse of where this kind of static electricity builds to and you look at where we are right now yeah and we are coming from static electricity and we're going towards more like we are heading into some serious thunderclouds uh, as just a passel of morons yeah like none none of us really have a clue there's no one steering yeah you know it just just yell we and be grateful that there is a god <laughs> yeah because ultimately stupid never actually works but yeah. uh, at least not for long we've been watching wolf hall same sort of thing you just watch the intrigue and yep the craziness and yeah. nothing new there nothing new under the sun yeah so here we are and we think guess what we found something new under the sun <laughs> like no <laughs> well i mean that there is a is... stroke of true creative genius the last mortician so yeah well yeah and <laughs> uh now available on amazon you guys if you if you realize you're buying a book written by me called the last mortician that's been published on amazon for a dollar just know um chat gpt goes that I, I really slaved on it i really yeah. worked hard it's some of my best work and you should probably please add metaphors pay full price take out the repetition <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that's it for episode 99 of sass Hi, it's Brian Cole here, wanting to let you know how you can support the Stories Our Soul Food podcast. You can do that by checking out Canon Plus. Head over to mycanonplus.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the SASF podcast. We'll hopefully be seeing you at mycanonplus.com. Mm -hmm.